0: Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.
1: Our intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. They, did not, they didn't, did not reach that conclusion. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely.
0: Okay. And so here's where we are. Scott Spencer's on the phone. Scott's been involved in policy. policy. Um, he ran for office at, at least one time that I can re- recall. And I remember it because he launched a rocket. And I always liked the ST's rockets. Those were pretty cool. And I remember he did that. Um, but that's all I remember. But mostly he's a policy guy. Logistics, transportation, uh, whether it's uh, high-speed rail, whatever. Scott's involved. He's just one of these Delaware guys who's uh, involved in a lot of different things. He's on the phone. Hey, Sakad, how you doing, man?
1: Oh, well, okay, Rick. I wish uh, we as a country could be doing better right now. It is uh, some very difficult, uncertain time. My heart goes out to many Americans. I don't care what the definition is. They aren't getting home when they want to get home. And, you know, when you consider Afghanistan as the size of the state of Texas, it's not just as easy to get on I-95 and drive to the Kabul Kabul airport. It's not like that. So uh, there's some significant risk of Americans being stranded, whether you say they're stranded now or after August 31st. But I just first want to say my heart also goes out to the Delaware Gold Star families and Afghanistan veterans in Delaware. Um, I, I've learned since how all this is such a triggering event. I know their sacrifices were not in vain because they bought us 20 years of peace and stability uh, our country has not been hit from that area again, but we are at risk of losing that security right now. You know, uh, I've uh, I've also
0: read from others uh, who are in the intelligence business, people who have served um, in vari- various capacities over there in Afghanistan, and and I'm quite I'm quite I use one of Biden's words puzzled because uh, what they're saying is now that they they feel like because of the way that uh, Biden left Afghanistan. There's going to be less ability for U.S. Uh, military intelligence and others to know what's happening in Afghanistan, and and I wonder if that's even really true, I because there are relationships now with people in Afghanistan who are going to choose to stay some, and can't they keep those those relationships going? And I, and I guess the answer is no because of the way Biden pulled out of Afghanistan. It's left everybody in danger, everybody in harm's way. If you have a wife, if you have a daughter, if you have a mother, they are exceptionally in danger, and perhaps that's the reason why it's going to be more difficult for Uh, military and and intelligence to get any information of what's happening in Afghanistan should Islamic State or uh, Al-Qaeda or another group decide to have a base there. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? No
1: question about it. No question about it. I mean, we can say the hostilities in Europe ended over 70 years ago. Let's get all our troops out of Europe. We can say the hostilities in the Korean War ended over 60 years ago. Let's get all our troops out of there. You know, there's a reason that we keep ourselves in a position of defense. That's what we are. And we're losing that strategic advantage. Look, I'd love all of us to be home and at peace, but we have a dangerous nexus in uh, Afghanistan that most people aren't talking about because it's easy to go to the the Joe Biden blame game. There's going to be plenty of time in future history to do that. Right now, as I said, thousands of Americans are at risk of being left behind. But, you know, there is a government agency that does have a game plan that has been superb on mission success, on focus of mission success, and we forget about that. That's NASA. You know, they have a mission control and a flight plan. They are very focused on go, no-go decisions, even weather. Let's look at weather. Give yourself every advantage. You know, the mountain passes in Afghanistan are impassable. This is the fighting season. They're impassable during winter. This is the time that this could have been considered. But— None of that's gonna change what we're facing right now, which is the point of what I said over 10 years ago, that if we do not have a withdrawal plan that is coordinated with a peace plan involving UN peacekeeping troops, we are gonna face significant future danger from a dangerous nexus of drug money because of the opium market that is fueling the black market and cash in Afghanistan for the Taliban. And right next door, is nuclear weapons in Pakistan. We have not even discussed this dangerous chess game. uh, And and Taliban years ago stated their objective of acquiring nuclear weapons. And you you can't forget, there is a very active, strong Taliban faction in Pakistan. So this may not end very well, even though we say, oh, our troops are all home. Well, the problem may come home to us in a very, very dangerous way.
0: You know, um... Obviously, uh, you know, opium is, is a huge product for for Afghanistan. I, I remember it's like, you know, every year, like two thousand seventeen, eighteen, something like that. Over a billion dollars worth of sold, but it, that doesn't come to most of the U.S., does it? It's mostly uh, in uh, in those European countries and such. Most of ours comes from Central and South America, right? Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. I believe most of it is uh, through Southeast Asia and Europe, but. Regardless, uh, what I said years ago is we need to have a three-step plan of peace, security, and rebuilding. You did. Peace means our troops need to be in place in a rapid response position. You know, everyone says, "Oh, the Afghan army collapsed." Well, uh, to their defense, they had no air cover. That was what was uh, uh, making them uh, able to hold their positions. Was U.S. air cover? That's gone. So we need to have peacekeeping capabilities with our rapid response forces, which means we have to do the same thing we're doing in Korea and in Europe in terms of peacekeeping missions. Number two, security. What hostility has ended without the success of perhaps involving the U.N. peacekeeping forces? That's something that's not even in the equation. If there ever was a time for U.N. peacekeeping forces, right. It's now. It's now. And then rebuilding to deal with the future and confront this black market of money, the billions that we're not spending in military conflict needs to go into rebuilding the agricultural economy. Because Afghanistan at one time exported agricultural products to India and other countries. They don't now because there's been such war and disruption so those three factors is what I said years ago, and that's what I think we should be focusing on now, because uh, no one's really talking about the drug money and the access to nuclear weapons, which is where I think the Taliban uh, may be determined to go to at some point in the future.
0: Well, unfortunately, Joe, listens is too few people here in Delaware. I mean, it's it's, it's Delaware, you know, He'll listen well, he listened to congressional yeah. uh, delegation, uh, people who have been instrumental in his campaigns, uh, giving him a whole lot of money, things like that. And, uh, and overall, I mean, he's just out here glad-handing, saying, hey, thanks for voting for me, blah, 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 blah. Why would he even listen to you? And and why would the Obama administration listen to you 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, when you first advised this? Why would they listen to you?
1: Well, I tried to keep it very clear and succinct. Yeah. Peace, security, and rebuilding, and those components. And as I said, um, right now we can all wonder why something's not done. But I think going forward... We're facing this August 31st uh, threat, and uh, it's not just a near-term threat. It's a long-term threat. And if we just try to get out and leave a mess, it could have dire consequences. So I think we have no choice but to hold our positions there and uh, let it be where it goes and bring in U.N. peacekeeping uh, forces because uh, to go back in is going to be even more costly, Right.
0: And by the way, people need to know this, that the Taliban have drawn a red line in the sand. And that line is August 31. And you've got you to be out of there. Now, uh, even the notorious uh, scandalous Adam Schiff was asked coming out of a security meeting, uh, what do you think? And he said, I can't guarantee it. it's going to happen by August 31. Can't. All we're hearing is 3,000 people have been uh, evacuated and are no longer stranded. Then we heard 11,000 people have now been evacuated, no longer stranded. Then we hear that commercial airlines uh, are are being uh, asked, actually commandeered, uh, in order to pick them up, but they're not going to be pick them, picking them up through in Afghanistan specifically. It's going to be from wherever the Afghan uh, flights land, be it uh, Germany or uh, elsewhere, and then they take them to a uh, friendlier territory. So. This thing is really, obviously, it's not planned. Um, you wrote over 10 years ago it does need to be planned. And I agree with you. It's it's not necessarily Joe. I don't even know if he's the decider, as George W. Bush would say. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's Ron Klain, who is the a uh, chief of staff, if, if he is the number one, you know, most... Uh, effective advisor uh, to Joe. If he says, Joe, say this, Joe, say that. I mean, he was his chief of staff as vice president as well. Joe defers to uh, to people that he picks as uh, as being his advisors. Who else? I mean, Mark Miller, uh, general of the U.S. Army, who was in charge of Afghanistan, retired in July. I'd like to know, and I think Americans need to know, what was he advising? Our um, General Milley, Chairman, Joint Chiefs of Staff. What was he advising? And what about others? We, we really should know their names and what they're advising.
1: Yes, but at this time, this problem is bigger than the United States. And I really think, you know, God forbid if military conflict would break out, we know that a war is fought 24 hours a day, Rick. Why aren't we having the same commitment to building a peace plan? And by the way, You know, when it comes to dealing with the Taliban and their ties to Islam, this is something where we need to let uh, through the media that a peace plan is important for the sanctity of peaceful message of uh, Islam. They are not. They're going to violate that. And we can take the upper road by saying this is why the U.N. is going to get involved. This is what's better for the future of Afghanistan and the world. So right now we should be involving the United Nations and the other countries because they're all going to be at a clear and present risk if this thing spills over to involve Pakistan at some point in the future and their their nuclear weapons. That's what I'm concerned about. Scott, anything else? Mm -hmm. Nope. I uh, just say let's uh, pray for peace. Let's pray for our Americans and others that are looking for a way home. Appreciate because, the call. Um, this, is no, this is not uh, something that we can treat lightly. Thank you.
0: All right. Uh, be well. Uh, 302-529-1017. Scott Spencer, like I said, he's been involved in a number of different policy issues here in Delaware, has had some success in things uh, that are very, very local. And he wrote about this over 10 years ago. And, and if you read the, the column, it's like it's, it's as though he called this. He didn't. But if you read between the lines of what will happen if it isn't done properly, he called it. Exactly. Meanwhile, uh, Parliament, England, isn't this supposed to be the the administration that's going to bring all sorts of respect and love and admiration from around the world because Trump was despised and hated, blah, 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 blah. Parliament has condemned the U.S. president. Johnson is now uh, humiliated as well. Uh, The Guardian says the Prime Minister faced a wall of fury from all wings of the Conservative Party, 11 former cabinet ministers among the dozens of MPs and peers expressing anger and frustration at the UK's failures in intelligence and preparation, uh, and also uh, condemned the U.S. president.